Hi, I'm Pallavi and I'm Anshuman. Welcome to Navigating Life by husband and wife. Hi Pallavi. Hi Anshuman. Okay, so in the last episode we talked about moving overseas. Uh in this episode we'll talk about moving back to India. Yeah, so in theory moving back to India sounds easier than moving overseas because you know the culture, you know the place, you know how much money you need and so on. But uh, I guess it also depends on the stage of life. And we were moving to India after 8 years abroad and naturally we had grown used to a certain kind of lifestyle, a certain independence and a certain I guess uh, way of living. Mm. But when we decided to move back to India, we knew that there were some things that we were compromising on and obviously there were some things that we were gaining. Yeah, exactly. Uh I think the most important thing about moving back though is um uh, uh knowing why you're doing it and uh, you know always having that as the anchor because um you know with every change there is uh, what is called as graduation goggles. Mm. So, you know, as as you you know, as as a change is happening. So, for example, if you're graduating from college right even if college was hard when you are graduating you remember all the amazing times only so similarly when there's such a big change like moving back to india uh you know you you need to keep remembering why you're doing it mm-hmm. because it's easy to lose sight of that mm-hmm. uh and you could end up with feeling you know why am i doing this why am i doing this so keep keep reiterating to yourself why you're doing it i think that was quite important yeah definitely because Uh, that is your reason right that's your reason and and then you will be able to put all your pros and cons in perspective and say is this really worth it um of course as i said there were a lot of advantages we we came here with certain ethics or certain way of working and we also knew where we wanted to go we like like i said we had grown used to having certain amount of independence and a certain ease of living which we knew that we wouldn't find in a tier 1 city so we were very clear that we wanted to move to a tier 2 city which had a more relaxed pace of life but also gave us the opportunities that we needed yeah so we did a lot of planning for that to figure out um you know what are the cities that we are okay to live in what are the cities we are not okay to live in and uh, in one of our india trips we also did a recce to one of those cities to see is there you know is is it really what our research tells us uh you know what is the culture like what is the food like um, people houses all of that we had to do a recce trip for and once we felt comfortable that we had narrowed down on the right city we we both felt comfortable but that plan of action was quite helpful uh, to get started with actually figuring out where in india we wanted to uh, start living Yeah and um, again we decided the cities based on the job opportunities that we had so it did help to narrow down some of the tier 2 cities and say that this is a possibility whereas this is not a possibility um why once we had narrowed down the city then uh, i remember i did a lot of research as well on the way of life like um what we could do within the city i ident- yeah. identified a few clubs that we could become a part of what are the restaurants that we could eat at and i know this is like going probably micromanaging because once you get there you get to know it but i i think because it was such a big change in our life that we i felt a little bit more comforted in knowing what i was getting into yeah and i remember you also did a lot of research on pet friendly things pet friendly 
travel places and kennel for the dog and stuff like that because we were bringing our two dogs with us yeah so a lot of research did go into that so it did make the transition much more easier and then everything during the transition was ex- actually just tactical right figuring out how do you ship the dogs where does all your um where does where does all your luggage go where are you going to live and so we ended up buying a house and all of that that was all tactical mm. stuff but then also when you got here when we got here i remember there was a transition phase and one of the funniest things that i remember was that we um as per indian law if you are living in india then after 6 months of living in india you have to convert your nri bank accounts into resident saving accounts because there's a different taxation policy for that so we went to the bank where we held, had an nri account for many years and we went to the bank and we said this is what we want to do and um, nobody in the bank knew how to convert yeah we were the first case and this actually said so and this was gujarat right so i mean the probably the cases of anybody uh, any nri gujarati coming back to india were very very few right so they were like oh but we don't know how to do that we'll have to look it up it did take them a couple of weeks to figure out what the process was um that was the funny bit right we did have a lot of uh, culture shock funnily yeah. enough we did have a lot of culture shock especially at work culture and you know the way people worked uh, or provided services so we did have to get used to a certain way of working uh, but i'm glad to say that we also carried over a lot of ethics we carried over a lot of professionalism from our experience in australia and i think we still do that yep okay yeah and uh, you know uh one of the one of the big questions that we had when we were moving back was again with furniture and our belongings so when we went to australia uh, we only carried two suitcases but on the return we had a lot of possessions we had uh you know uh gizmos that we had collected while we were there like home theater system and vacuum cleaner and fridge etc and you know those were really good pieces of equipment so why leave them so we had to actually go through the house and decide what is it that we are going to uh junk because no one is going to buy it there uh versus what are we going to donate mm. versus what are we going to carry back with us to india and we had to do a full financial calculation because the shipping cost varied depending on what we wanted to take whether we are taking half a container or a full container uh and so that transition was actually uh once we once we figured out ourselves what we wanted to do then getting a packer on board and having an indian partner for that packer was so smooth it was uh, a really excellent experience in fact only one person came from the packing company to pack up our entire 3 bhk he spent one day and packed everything up um so that was a really good experience and the stuff also arrived um without any dam- without any damage so uh, that experience of moving stuff back was pretty good um we also had to figure out how to transport our dogs back um that was a big challenge so we had to plan our flights and the dog flights in such a way that um one of course you know dogs are only allowed as cargo on some flights uh, so we had to figure that out and then we had to figure out how do we have them board a flight before us so that we can see them go and how do they land after us so that we can welcome them with open arms uh, so there was a lot of um figuring out logistics to make that happen uh, but we were quite successful in doing that 
Yeah, and it was actually uh, not that difficult because uh, there is a long check-in process for the dogs. There were many, many hours they needed to get there earlier. And then there was a long check-out for the dogs as well because when you are transporting uh, live animals from one country to another, there's a lot of paperwork that is involved. Yeah. Thankfully, when you're bringing dogs back into India, there is no quarantine period mm. uh, because the reverse is not true. When when you're taking dogs to Australia, you have to quarantine them for six, six months, months, I think, in, in a different country. So, so yeah, the, the same did not apply when the dogs came to India. It was a little bit traumatic for them. They came looking very dazed and very confused because they had been in a cage for 18 hours, I think. Yeah. But... At the end of the day, they got here in one piece. They enjoyed it. They still enjoy living here. So, I guess our move was fairly successful. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. So, so yeah, now we've talked about how we moved countries twice. And uh, if you've heard both the episodes, you know that they were quite different. They were at different stages of life. Uh, but we were also doing them slightly differently because of the circumstances uh, that we were faced with. So, um, it's not that difficult. In summary, it's not that difficult to move countries. As I said in the last episode, it's all about preparation. If you are prepared, if you're mentally prepared, and if you are financially prepared, then it's easy to do. Yeah. And it, I would say that it also opens up new horizons and uh, exposes you to different cultures and ways of working and ways of living, which I think is great because I feel like I came back a, a better, more rounded human being. Yeah. I feel that too for myself. All right. On that note, that's it for this episode. See you next time. Bye. Hope you like this episode. And if you want to hear more such conversations, do subscribe to our podcast. So that you are notified of new episodes. See you next time.